What's up, everybody? King Triple C here. This is the Crippler, Chris Lieben. This is Landry, the Lone Star Kid Ward, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Story, Story of the Fight. fight. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, uh, a bonus episode going on right now, Will. Yeah. Right, uh, last week, if you didn't tune in to last week on Story of the Fight, we had a conversation around UFC Vegas 22. Uh, if you like any of the content we're putting out, just a reminder, like, subscribe, comment. We're also available on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Social media is... Story of the Fight on Instagram, Story of the Fight on Twitter, uh, obviously Story of the Fight on YouTube, um, and then we have a Facebook group uh, for MMA discussions that is called... MMA Talk Community by Story of the Fight Podcast. Kind of long, but then it makes, like, if you find it, you're sure that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody else yeah, has that no, name. There's no guessing. <laughs> there's no guessing, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> we don't like people being able to chat with us with a name like that. It's so hard to find, I guess. Now that I think about it, <laughs> it's so long. Hey, man. But when you All know, right. you know. <laughs> but, but the reason that you and I have gathered here with Rich the Casual tonight so late at night, by the way, in the future, it's past my bedtime. Yeah. But it's important to discuss UFC 260 that's coming up here. We're going to be talking about the main card. And, uh, Will, I'm going to be giving you my picks for the main card. Picks and predictions. You know, this fight picks was a little, or this card was a little, a little butchered and moved around uh, quite a bit. So it's... Um, still subject to change i wouldn't be surprised if some of these fights might not end up on the main card and they might be swapped with other ones but as of right now what is it thursday the 25th eight o'clock in the past this is 10 o'clock in the future yes 10 o'clock in the future your moment of silence coming up here uh after the fight will be pretty long yeah it's gonna be pretty long uh, then yeah i mean there's only 10 fights on this card uh, for a pay-per-view. But I'll be honest, every fight is... Uh, uh, there's something to be excited for in each of these fights. Hey, Will, l- look into my eyes right now. You buying this card? I don't buy any cards. Okay, well, I guess I asked the wrong, per- <laughs> I asked the wrong person. <laughs> but but uh, if, I, uh, if money wasn't an issue and it didn't cost over $1,000 a year to be a UFC fan, this would be a card that I would purchase. Nice. It's a good card. Nice. Okay, so we'll start off with Jamie Malarkey versus Kama Worthy. What do you think, good sir? This is a fight. This is a perfect fight to get bumped to be like the main or the entry into the main card, right? Because both these guys are like super scrappy and they're not like they haven't found like their I they feel like both of them haven't really found their stride yet in the UFC, but uh, both of them have like so much potential and I think they know the position that they've been bumped to. I would imagine they know where they're at right now, and they know that they need to make a statement, both of them coming off losses. Um, Kama Worthy, I think, was knocked out by um, the the smuggler, uh, yes. Amin Azatar. Yes. Um, uh, Malarkey just lost a decision to Faraz Ziam, uh, and then his UFC debut was against Brad Riddell and lost that fight. But from what I remember, it was a unanimous decision, but from what I remember, it was a... a very competitive fight uh and it caught my i was already high on brad riddell right but malarkey caught my attention there and kama worthy has been on the radar for everybody i think this whole time so 
I feel like this fight is guaranteed to be a, a it's either going to be one of these guys gets like flash KO'd or it's going to be a pretty gnarly dog fight. And I feel like that's a perfect entry into the main card. And I think both these guys are going to try to rise to the occasion. Who do you have in this one? Okay, so <clears throat> as far as the odds go, we have Malarkey coming mm-hmm. in at plus 110. Common Worthy coming in as the favorite, minus 130. Now That's the, much the, closer than I thought. Yeah. Malarkey has shown that he has a chin in his first couple yeah. fights. He also has eight takedowns in his first two fights. Now, yeah. like I was thinking about this, and Common Worthy <laughs> has shown he could be a counter striker. And he's mm-hmm. shown to have some power. Malarkey can either come in here and say, well, let me just try to wrestle this dude. I've lost my first two fights in the UFC. I don't want to risk getting cut. Let me play it safe. Or like you said, maybe coming in wanting to show up on the main card. Maybe in a little bit of desperation mode. Yeah, and that's two what, fights uh, good, right? To start yeah. your career in the UFC. And that's what I'm going with. I think that he's going to come in. He's going to try to make a statement and show the boss, hey, I shouldn't be cut. I know I lost my first two fights in the UFC, but I can mm-hmm. put on exciting fights. And I think Kama Worthy will be able to slip a couple of those punches. And then... Click and clack? Yeah, and then click and clack after that. Yeah. So you have you have Kama Worthy? I have Kama Worthy by uh, TKO. I also have Kama Worthy. Um, I don't think he's going to... Well, Yeah, I'll go Kama Worthy, also TKO, honestly, <laughs> now that I think about it. I think Malarkey's tough as nails. I mean, he might drag it out. Um, I think this might it, this might end up being like a real sloppy third-round fight, you know, mm-hmm. where like it's competitive and they're both cracking each other, and then third round they're both pretty much exhausted. I would be that, That's, that's kind of what I think is going to happen. I, I feel like, you know, I'm changing it. Kama Worthy by, by decision. Um I think he'll probably. Do we just have yeah. a change right now? Yeah, we had a change. Still kind of worthy, right? But I think I don't think he's gonna be able to put Malarkey down. I think Malarkey's tough as nails, man. He um, is. He's super tough. If if Brad Riddell couldn't couldn't finish him, I don't think Kama Worthy's going to. The reason um, I'm going Kama Worthy TKO though, is because the last time he won, by TKO, he was on the undercard for a fighter by the name of Miocic, also Steopic. <laughs> By some folks. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe something about fighting in those Miocic undercards mm-hmm. that brings it out of your boy, Common Worthy. Yeah. It's going to be interesting um, to see how he bounces back from a knockout loss. You know, first round knockout yeah. in September. It'll be interesting. It, it will. That feels it like will. It feels like that was much Forever. more recent, but I guess yeah. not. <laughs> I feel like it was forever ago. Like, I feel like really? it's been a while since I've watched Common Worthy fight, yeah. I feel like it was just, like, a couple months ago. That's crazy. But, By the way, you know, that, it's going to be a great fight. That me and Jim stat that I busted out saying that he w- that's, like, a very, like, ESPN-esque. Like, very, yeah. You know, when they're, like, they're 2-0 and no and it's a full moon. Like, nobody gives a shit about that. You know what I mean? When they so cherry pick, like, you know, his, his uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the first pitcher ever to to strike out the side after giving up two runs in the fourth and then coming out in the, it's like, yeah, it's like, exactly. Okay. Nobody cares about that. All right, so the yeah. next one, Jillian Robertson versus Miranda Maverick. Mm-hmm. Jillian Robertson coming in, the underdog, plus 135, Miranda Maverick coming in 
the favorite at minus 165. Uh, yeah. So coming in a slight favorite, won her first fight in the UFC due to doctor stoppage, but how do you have this one playing out? Robertson is super game. Um, her submission skills and her grappling is, is really, really good for the division. Um, she's like... She's dangerous. She's not just like about control. You know what I mean? Like she's she. And you saying this is she attacks. Uh, no, Robertson. Robertson. Robertson attacks when she's on the ground. Um, like she's down there for a specific reason, and that's for submissions. That's why she's there. Uh, that being said, I think Miranda Maverick is going to be too bullish and too strong for her to be able to take her down. Um, and I think if this becomes a stalemate. As, as far as like takedowns go, Miranda Maverick is going to piece her up on the feet. Uh, and I, I have uh, Maverick uh, by TKO in this one. Ooh, I like it. I like it now. Yeah. I happen to also have Maverick. This is going to be one where you just pick all the same fighters again. Damn it. I mean, it's one of those cards where, for me at least, it's each matchup I feel like I'm pretty confident. This, in hindsight, I'm going to look like an idiot right now, but... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident when, for when each fight. When we go 0-5 for our picks. <laughs> I know. I feel like each of these fights, I have a very distinct gut reaction who I think is going to win, and I'm just going to stick with that. I'm not trying to overthink it this card. I'm just going to go with my gut reaction on this one and see see how well I know this sport. Just so you know, Will, Random Maverick has a history when she fights redheads. And No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go with anything. <laughs> like that, but... <laughs> Uh, depends like, on how Julian Roberts can go out. there. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, but uh, Julian has shown that she is susceptible to getting finished. Uh, mm. So whether she's on the ground and trying to get a finish herself, she can leave herself open sometimes. She has mm-hmm. shown that she doesn't have the best chin in the world. So I think that Maverick gets Julian in trouble in the second round with strikes. Somehow it ends up on the ground, and Maverick likes the arm bar mm-hmm. from amateur fights pro fights the submission that she has landed the most is the arm bar jillian has caught been caught with an arm bar a couple times so yeah. I, I have maverick by arm bar not bad not bad not bad not i can bad. see it i can see that nostradamus man i see that too all right so <laughs> the next one this is the biggest difference here oh, i was gonna fucking change my shirt i wore the shirt to work today but i was gonna and i was like oh this fits you know blood sport you know the but, sean uh, o'malley damn i was gonna put the sugar show sh- shirt on but you know missed missed opportunity man i'll i'll uh i'll wear it in the recap after we're talking about his win against thomas almeida so you have sean o'malley <laughs> biggest favorite so far in the main card at minus 325 thomas almeida coming in at plus 250 mm-hmm so it sounds like you have Sugar winning this fight. Yeah, I have him uh, knocking out Almeida. Ooh, with the knockout. Yeah. Knockout, Almeida, okay. Almeida has struggled very heavily since 2017. You know? Uh, he loses to Jimmy Rivera. He gets knocked out by Rob Font. He loses to Jonathan Martinez. I don't see him... Um, the only way he wins this fight is if uh, he lands a low-line calf kick and it just destroys O'Malley's leg. It seems like that's his kryptonite. If that doesn't happen, 
I feel like O'Malley's going to uh, freeze him with the footwork and the feints, and he's going to KO him. I just that's what's going to happen in my opinion. Okay, like you said, Almeida coming in losing four of his last five fights. Mm-hmm. Before that, I want to say he was twenty-one and zero going up against yeah. Cody Garbrandt. So he went in with a lot of experience already. Yeah. Now he did lose to Cody Garbrandt, who later on went mm-hmm. to become a champion. Jimmy Rivera, no slouch. Rob mm-hmm. Font, an absolute monster, if I remember correctly. He's ranked in the top five yeah, right now. Very my, good. Very good. Hands. My biggest concern, by the way, Cody Garbrandt versus uh, Rob Font coming up. Dude. Ooh. I know. But that's for another <laughs> that's for another conversation. Yeah. My my biggest concern with the losses that he has is the Jonathan Martinez. I don't think Jonathan Martinez is a giant world beater. He's really mm-hmm. good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you see a Garbrandt, a Jimmy Rivera, a, a Rob Font, and you're putting yourself up against uh that echelon of fighters, some top fighters, I could see how he, he would lose against those fighters. But, man, I just have this weird feeling about Sean O'Malley. The way that he's, he's handled his last loss, I think he's not durable. I continue asking myself as well how into his MMA career he is. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't train. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he doesn't take it seriously. I'm sure he takes it very seriously. But he has a lot of other things going on. You know, mm-hmm. between his podcast, Twitch, he has other revenue streams coming through. And I just mm-hmm. wonder, between Thomas Almeida and Sean O'Malley, who wants this one more? Yeah. And I think uh, we talked about Malarkey coming in with some desperation. I think Almeida is going to come in with some desperation in this fight. And I have Thomas Al- Almeida winning this fight. Yes, I know. That's a big underdog Ooh. coming in. Well, I know. How 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 uh how confident are you in this one? Not very confident, man. Right now, oh. rolling the dice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I think more than anything, I it's just like I said, I just have this weird feeling about Sean O'Malley right now. I don't know where his head's at, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's saying that he's still undefeated. You know, he's refusing to take the Cheeto Vera loss. Um, and I know that might just be antics and trying to be silly and everything like that, but like I, I just don't know. Like I just feel like Thomas Almeida is gonna want this one more going in. Uh, I think he's gonna want it pretty bad, uh, and I think that's gonna lead to him getting KO'd. Uh, okay, similar to like with Malarkey, like what we talked about, right? He might even worse. Up a little bit open. I think even worse. Uh, durability questions aside. Um, O'Malley's very elusive uh, and he seems like he sees everything very clearly um, except for his loss except no I, I think he sees it and he's <laughs> learned from it and all that all that kind of stuff I think I, he, I think it is just the front the online front yeah. for yeah, I mean he's just trolling and and if you look at any any thread that mentions O'Malley look at all the haters right everybody this guy's so cringy, so corny, all this shit, all this this stoner angle, all this bullshit. It's he's he's just trolling all those people, you know. Uh, I think it's I think it's genius. Um, if you look yeah. at Almeida, um, what's his most impressive win? No, that's a good question. Let's take a look at Almeida right now. So taking a look at is Almeida, it, we already talked about his losses, right? Is it the fifty-year-old uh, Brad Pickett? Brad Pickett. Uh, yeah, I mean, taking a look at the, the fighters that he's actually beat, which could be why he ended up at 21-0 and 0 before fighting those uh, world beaters. 
And if uh, I remember correctly, Brad Pickett, this was his retirement fight, uh, and also rocked Almeida in the first round. Uh, ended up getting caught in the second with a flying knee. But I think, I, from what I remember, he he hurt Almeida in the first round. Mm. And I mean, Brad Pickett's no joke. I'm a huge Brad Pickett fan. But like I said, I'm pretty sure this was his retirement fight. It was definitely towards the tail end of his career. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that's his most impressive win. Definitely, right? I mean, mo- most of those 21 fights were also in legacy or different uh, organizations out there where the uh, Bison FC won. Bison FC won? Yeah. Straight out of where? Oklahoma? It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But still, uh, again, maybe I'm reading too much into uh, Sean O'Malley's antics. I might be mm-hmm. paying for this later on. but uh, And I might be uh, the same way, though. I might be falling into the hype, you know what I mean? Um, Maybe it's me just hoping that Almeida gets this win. The hype on O'Malley calms down a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, We start seeing a different kind of O'Malley coming in, a different type of approach. But again, if that's the way he wants to approach it, that's the way he wants to approach it, right? Very similar to how Mm -hmm. I was talking about Kevin Holland, where he's not taking it too seriously. That's what people really loved about him in the beginning. So keep that same energy with him. This is going to be an interesting fight. I really it like is. that matchup. I love the matchup, and I think it's a really good uh, uh, fight leading into the uh, co-main and the main event. So Yeah, likewise. I'm glad seg- we disagree on one. Segue <laughs> yeah. leading into the co-main event. So we have Tyron Woodley, the underdog, plus 200, mm-hmm. versus Vicente, I could take a punch, Luque, at minus 250. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, do you know when the last time Vicente Luque uh, was stopped by by strikes? Has it ever happened? No. Okay. This guy's an absolute dog, man. And yeah. he's somebody that will walk somebody down, continue getting punched in the face, mm-hmm. and he just does not give a damn, man. I mean, uh, uh, you look at his UFC losses, and it's Leon Edwards and Steven Thompson. You know what I mean? I uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> like, goddamn, I, I believe won twelve of his last fourteen fights. Yeah. Now I've gone on record before, where I said I think Tyron Woodley should be considering retirement. This was after his mm-hmm. last fight against Colby Covington, uh, where he yelled "My rib, my rib," and yeah, I I think that if he loses this fight. He will be fighting for a title in Bellator. I don't even know. If he loses this fight, I think he's done. Uh, I don't done, know what done. kind of contract he's on, and I think the only reason he's fighting this contract is he's probably on the same contract. Uh, he's the only reason he's taking this fight is probably because he's on the same contract that he was after he lost his belt, and they resigned the contract, right, because you lose the championship contract. But he's got to still be making good money, you know? Um that's probably why. Uh, if I'm Robbie, or if I'm Robbie Lawler, if I'm Tyron Woodley, uh, I just read Robbie Lawler's name right now. But <laughs> if I'm Tyron Woodley, I am putting on a grappling clinic in this fight. I am only wrestling. I am not putting my back against the cage. I was going to say, do you think you rope a dope? You do not rope a dope because we've seen that he can't rope a dope. <laughs> it worked against Stephen Thompson. For whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason, uh, 
it, it might work against Vincente Luque because if you look at the style of the three fighters he's just lost to, um, Gilbert Burns not as much, right? But Usman and Covington are pressure, 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 never get tired. Uh, Gilbert Burns didn't get tired in that fight, and he fought just like Kamaru would, and he fought just like Kobe usually fights, right? Does Vincente Luque have the ability to do that? I don't think so at the level that they do, or that they can. Um, but I also just, unless Tyron Woodley starts bringing in his wrestling, I just do not see him winning this fight. I just don't see it. I don't see him winning this fight either. You know, uh, I think that Vicente Luque retires Mr. Tyron Woodley. And that's yeah. not to say that he's going to knock him out in crazy fashion. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes uh, to uh, a decision. Yeah, and me neither. Vicente Luque, just with his high output and constant pressure and being the active fighter, ends mm-hmm. up taking it away. Yeah, I think uh, Vicente Luque is going to go as far as his gas tank will let him in this fight. I think that's going to be the decider. If he can and carry it out for 15 minutes, I think he can. he grueling fights, man. He's been through some mm-hmm. grueling fights, and he's shown that he can go 15 minutes while taking punishment. He can, take, um, he can do 15 minutes of just straight back-and-forth brawling, and he's not going to get that type of resistance from Tyron Woodley, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be coming back at him as often as he can be giving it. So, yeah, I feel like he's probably going to win this one by decision. I don't think he knocks out. Woodley or anything like that. I have Vicente Luque by decision as well. Yeah. Which brings us to the main event. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a heavyweight fight that a lot of folks have been looking forward to. Inganu versus Miocic 2. Now, Francis, mm-hmm. the disrespect. Coming in as a favorite. Wait, Francis is disrespected? No, no, no. Stipe. Oh, the, okay. Just the disrespect in this fight. The disrespect in this fight with Francis yeah. coming in the favorite at minus 130. Stipe, the firefighter Miocic, coming in at as an underdog, plus 110. Stipe, Stipe, the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time, coming in as an underdog against somebody he's already beat. This, I, when I saw this, I was like, okay, okay this is going to change. This is going to change. Because there's no way that this is going to sit all the way through. And here yeah. we are, day before the fight, and it's still Stipe going in the underdog. And Stipe, he said it before, he doesn't mind. And again, yeah. I feel like Dana and the UFC are just chomping at the bit to get Ngannou the belt and be able to have this scary heavyweight that they can promote. But, I mean, let's be honest here. Stipe has a clear path to victory. He's the clearest. Fighting We've for We've seen his it legacy. before. <laughs> We've seen it before. He's done it. And so everybody says, dude, uh, or everybody that's been training with Nganu, mm-hmm. he's a different person. He's been working on his wrestling. You know, he's really been working on his cardio. In the first fight, he was gassed going into the second round. Yeah. He had no takedown defense. He had six significant strikes. From the second round through the fifth round. Yeah. Okay. It, it Wasn't was, there one round that was like 80 to zero or something like that in strikes? It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was something now, crazy like that. <laughs> and for everybody to say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's been working on it. I, I get it. You know, and I'm sure that he has. I'm sure he went back yeah. from that fight and was super nervous to fight <clears throat> Derek Lewis. 
you know, and then after that, kind of started waking up again and, and being the old Nganu. But doing it in practice versus doing it in the octagon, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to ride w- with what somebody's doing in practice until you actually see it in the octagon. And so yeah. far, this is what I've seen. Curtis Blades, 45 seconds. Cain Velasquez, 26 seconds. JDS, a minute and 11 seconds. RIP, JDS. Yeah. Rosenstreet. Rest in peace. Rosenstreet, 20 seconds. Is yeah, that enough saying, for you to be able to say, like, Ngannou's no, a new man? No, because every, everybody's saying, I get people saying, look, he's been working on all this stuff. Cool. I'm cool with that. He has. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. I'm not, with cool, I'm not cool with people saying, he's shown that he's learned. He's shown this and that. He's shown this. He hasn't shown anything. He hasn't shown anything. The only takedowns he's stopped are Curtis Blades takedowns, which arguably aren't the most technical takedowns. He's very effective with them most of the time. Shoots from uh, far away. But he shoots from far away. He ducks his head. Uh, he doesn't drive with his legs very much until he wraps you up. That's, that's how you get knocked out. We've seen it with Francis now. We've seen it with Derek Lewis now. Like, that's, that's what happens. Stipe does not grapple like that. And it's different because, yeah, he can do all this stuff in training camp. But what happens if, in the first round, Stipe takes him down and he can't get off his back and in between rounds, he thinks, I'm in for a long night. What happens there? Exactly. What happens there? But he's, PTSD, dude. He's got P- the equalizer. PTSD. Because I, I think that the, after he gets, after Stipe gets the very first takedown, and this is a big if, because you yeah. just mentioned the equalizer. This is a big if. Since Stipe has fought <clears throat> Nganu, he's been through a couple wars himself, man. Yeah. You know, so the last time he fought Nganu, was back in 2018. Yeah. 2018. He's mm-hmm. been through three fights with uh, this guy named Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Where, where in one of those fights, it was a pretty bad knockout. Mm-hmm. In the second fight and in the rubber match, he ate some big shots too. Yeah. So when you see that time that has passed, the shots that he's eaten, he's been through a couple wars with DC, one of the best fighters to ever do it as well. It just mm-hmm. makes me wonder... Because he ate some shots in the first Ngannou fight, too. Yeah, especially the first round, right? Or only the in the round. first round. <laughs> so, I just, like you said, it's just a big if, man. He's got that equalizer. I don't, yeah, for me, I don't really care about the wars that he's been in because ultimately, I don't think it really affects much because it's Francis, you know? You could, it could be your first fight. If he hits you correctly, you're going down. Stevie did a phenomenal job of rolling with the shots in the first fight. And it's different because DC hides his strikes very well with that mummy guard uh, and the threat of the takedown, mm-hmm. whereas Francis has zero threat of the takedown. Zero. Um, and his striking technique, it sounds stupid to even say because the results speak for themselves, right? But the technique is not quite there. Uh, he's not sneaky with any of his strikes. Um, just watch, if, for anybody that disagrees, just watch the footage with Rosenstroop. Yeah. In mean, his most and recent fight, right? That was his last fight. Where he comes in, yeah, chin up. And if there's anything that I've learned, yes, if there's anything that I've learned about Nganu, is that he, he can take a punch because he took a couple punches from Rosenstruck during that exchange. Mm-hmm. Granted, they were in clean punches because I think Rosenstruck was also stepping back at the same time trying to avoid that heavy bomb. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we saw that he was hesitant to, and scared to get hit by Derek Lewis. And... He's been able to take a couple punches since. But still, like you said, technique's not quite there. I still think Stipe is a better striker. 
He's yeah, he's a much better striker. And because of that, because of the 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 looping, the the telegraphing, all that kind of stuff, the lack of setups, that that kind of stuff, it allows Stipe to see what's coming and roll with them and anticipate the shots a lot better than someone with like striking of like Daniel Cormier, where like I said, very deceptive with his striking, sneaky, and the threat of the takedown, you're thinking about that. Here comes the shot out of the clinch, all that kind of stuff, right? Don't see it coming. That's what knocks you out. You see all of Francis's shots. Obviously, he knocks people out all the time. That being said, Stipe took shots from Francis that we haven't seen anybody take before in their first fight. Yep. Um, this fight, the first round is going to decide this fight. Um, I could see it going a couple ways. Francis might start that first round completely frozen. Uh, he might be so worried about what happened in the last fight that he doesn't want to start until at least the second. He wants to maybe get, make some reads. Problem with that is if he's frozen and, and Stipe can, can get in on him and take him down or, or shoot at least, I think he probably gets the takedown. That's probably going to decide the fight. If Stipe can take him down in the first round, I, I think the fight, it's a long night for Francis. That being said, if Francis does not start slow and freeze his best chance really is blitzing him and trying to get that knockout. That's his best shot in this fight, in my opinion. Um, After that first fight, I, I want to say that Stipe said it's not... He, he hits hard. Yeah. I've been hit hard before, but it's... You see all his punches, and the punches that you see coming at you aren't the ones that knock you out. It's the ones that you don't expect. Yeah. And like mm -hmm. you said earlier, with him telegraphing all those shots, it might be a little bit easier for Stipe to be able to at least roll with some of those punches. Yeah. Definitely. I, I mean, that, that's how we see it going. I think Stipe probably wins this fight. Uh, Five-round decision, winning all all five rounds. That brings me to my three-bet parlay, Will. Yeah. So I'm going to be going Vicente Luque. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to go uh, Stipe Miocic. And then I'm going to go the over on the Francis Stipe, which is one and a half rounds at plus oh, 130. Yeah. Nice. Right. So. Yeah, because if it goes over, over, it's probably not going to go to Francis. Unless Francis completely takes that first round off and doesn't get taken down and is still fresh by the second. If that's not what happens, then it's over. Yep. You know? So I feel pretty comfortable with that parlay. Yeah, not a bad parlay at all. And let's not uh, forget just the uh, immigrant mentality. From Stipe yeah. Miocic, as Joey Diaz likes to point yeah. out. <laughs> you better but, pack uh, two lunches. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's it for the main card, man. Do you have anything else? Uh, no. No, I don't. It's a it's a really good card. I know people are bummed that a lot of the fights got canceled and it got moved around and stuff like that, but it's still a fantastic card. Ten fights. Each one is, is great, though. Uh, I'm still excited. I am, too. Uh, Will, hit me up with the stream. Because uh, I don't know if I'll be buying this one, but either way, send it to your boy. <laughs> and for anybody that's listening to this, you agree, you don't disagree, let us know in the comments. I love yeah, hearing when people, yeah, just talk and let us know what you think. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're never uh, right. I love comments. hearing everybody's, yeah, shout out to my boy. Nevro. I want to know Nevro's picks. I want to know Andrew's picks. I want to know George's picks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, Rich the Casual, you on? Yeah, what's good? Are, are you picking Francis Ngannou, or are you picking Stipe Miocic? I'm going with Stipe. Nice. Nice. So that's it. Three of us right here. And uh, did you do any research for this fight, uh, Rich? 
No, I don't even know if I was listening when I heard y'all's picks. So that was me without <laughs> influence. What What makes you think Steve is getting it done? Oh, I mean, his name is way cooler to spell. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Bay. It's a great hey, Francis, name. Francis Francis Gunner's name? No slouch though. Hey, if you got an apostrophe <laughs> in your name, pretty cool. That's saying something. All right, so that's it for this uh, special episode of Story of the Fight. Again, leave the comments, give us a follow, subscribe. Goes a long way. And Goes then we'll uh, talk to everybody this weekend after the fights. Yeah, yeah, we'll have our recap posted Monday morning. You, you awesome. know, you can talk shit and say, we told you so on certain fights, on the ones we get wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Call that boy after my parlay hits or yeah. laugh at me after I lose my money yet again. All right. Thanks for listening this week, everybody. Appreciate it.